Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. The U.S. Senate Monday night confirmed Amy Coney Barrett to be the newest member of the U.S. Supreme Court. The 52-48 to 48 vote fell almost exclusively along party lines. Only Maine Republican Susan Collins voted against her party. Reaction from Indiana Republicans was swift and congratulatory. The nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett is one of the most politicized and partisan Supreme Court nominations in U.S. history. But as expected, she's getting a lot of praise tonight from Indiana's Republican congressional members. Both Senators Todd Young and Mike Braun voted yes to make Barrett the 103rd Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Senator Todd Young saying in a statement, quote, Judge Barrett has more than proven her credentials to sit on the highest court in the land. This is a proud day for Indiana as one of our own will soon be sworn in as the next Supreme Court Associate Justice. In an op-ed for Fox News following the vote, Senator Mike Braun touted the fact that Barrett did not attend an Ivy League school and went on to say, quote, I can promise you that Judge Barrett has proven that she is a strong constitutionalist who will not cut the American people out of their own government by treating the Supreme Court as a third policy-making chamber of Congress. Both of Michigan's Democratic senators voted no on her confirmation. Notre Dame President Father John Jenkins also extended his congratulations and prayers for now Justice Barrett. Barrett also received congratulations from Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, who praised her intellect and experience. She will now be the second second Hoosier on the Supreme Court, along with Chief Justice John Roberts, who spent a part of his childhood in LaPorte County. WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. The coronavirus pandemic continues to resurge across the country, the Midwest, Indiana and Michigan, and St. Joseph County. Here's Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox from an early week appearance with Leanne Tokars on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. We've been reporting cases are at their highest, hospitals are struggling. As we start this week, locally, are we seeing any improvement? Not really, no. This is, you know, the same song, second verse, still at the highest rates of hospitalization, highest number of active cases at any point in the pandemic. Our seven-day rolling average is, is the highest it's been. Do you see putting in any restrictions now that this is continuing? You know, unfortunately, this has become a really hot-button political topic, right? So it's, it's hard to make any progress, I think, in the midst of the election season. And our goal is, again, to be as the least restrictive and the most effective we can be. I think without shutting down like we did in the spring, if people will follow mitigation strategies, we actually can continue economic activity and get the virus under control. But people, there is a lot of pandemic fatigue, and I think people have, yeah, we've seen from the White House, there's, we've lost control of the pandemic and, and people seem to have surrendered instead of really embracing the mitigation strategies. Are you seeing certain areas where this is more of a problem than other areas? 
Uh, I think you look at the whole country, the Midwest especially is challenged, and across the county it's, it's widespread really across all zip codes and everywhere. The county has nearly 40 nurses and healthcare staff in quarantine or isolation because they attended a wedding that turned into a super spreader event. What kind of lesson can we take from this as a whole? And does it hurt efforts to try and treat the patients that are in our hospitals since our hospitals are so full? Well, we certainly have seen strain on hospital bed capacity, and when we have healthcare workers or, or first responders who are out of commission, that poses a threat. You know, I think what it really speaks to, and you look on social media and see pictures of friends gathering, people who clearly don't live in the same household and yet they're shoulder to shoulder and face to face. There's, I think it's human nature to say, oh, you know, we're friends, we're a lot alike in, in a lot of ways, and we probably take this just as seriously, so we're probably safe. That gets people in trouble. You know, any large gathering, there's a risk that someone there is infected, whether they've been tested or not. Again, we see from the White House Rose Garden event, you can do all sorts of testing and still get burned. So you can't make those assumptions. So you really ought to operate under the assumption that when you're gathered with people outside your house, that either one of you could infect the other, and what can you do to prevent that? Has there been any talk about setting up another hospital for coronavirus patients, like a field hospital? You know, back in the spring, we had a lot of talk about a field hospital. We've now been in discussions with the state about our options for either transferring patients outside the region or putting the old rehab hospital on Elm Road into service um, to help with overflow of patients. So we're looking at a variety of options now. Are you more concerned than you were a week ago that schools can stay open? You know, I think in terms of in-school transmission, we haven't seen a lot of that. So I think that schools actually are, are doing reasonably well as long as people make the right decisions. The challenge is when people go to school sick, send their kids to school sick, or don't stay home when they should be in isolation or quarantine. That is going to threaten it for everyone. Are the kids getting it then from the outside activities, the extracurricular activities? Most of what we've seen in St. Joseph County is from things happening outside of school. Maybe extracurricular activities, but again, more social gathering. Uh, now, parents, you know, it, it's a hard, hard decision to send your kids to school. Kids get sick a lot. If your kid wakes up with a stuffy nose, is that reason to keep them home or just a sore throat? What should you look for? Yeah, so there's so much overlap between COVID symptoms and other just viral crud, right? So, um, but certainly if they have fever, cough, trouble breathing, loss of taste or smell, those are the big ones. Um, but any symptoms need to be evaluated. So a lot of kids are going to need to be tested for COVID. They're going to need to be tested for flu. And while they're waiting for their COVID test results, which is going to take a couple of days in most cases, they need to stay home. And that means there's going to be a lot of absenteeism for teachers and students. Let's talk about eating out at restaurants because a lot of people have been on the, I will only sit outside when I eat at restaurants. You have said that's the safest thing to do if you're eating out. But now that it's cold out, that option is going away at a lot of places. How can you best protect yourself by eating at a restaurant? Uh, by getting carry out. Okay. Um, you know, again, any prolonged indoor gathering exposes you to increased risk, especially when people are unmasked as they necessarily are in the restaurant. You know, I've gone to pick up carry out and seen everyone in the restaurant unmasked the entire time. 
again, the safest thing is if you're done eating, if you're just sitting talking, put your mask back on. That would be the safest thing. And yet I've seen zero people actually do that, except me, <laughs> when I go pick up carryout. One last question. Are you frustrated at the pace it's taking St. Joseph County to give you the legal authority to Absolutely. find businesses? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we proposed this in July, so um, my children are grown and you know, nothing will happen until after the election, regrettably. It's another example of politics trumping public health. But we're still having a lot of problems where you think that's needed, the ability to find. Yeah, I still think it would help, especially with the pandemic fatigue that we're seeing. St. Joseph County Deputy Health Director Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. A grant program in South Bend is supporting community members' ideas for change. Locals hope they'll help eliminate violence in the city. The grant program is called South Bend Alive. The program's mission is to implement programs, projects, and events that improve people's lives in the city. The grant is, is, will be everything for me. Antron Crockett is the founder of Dream Builders, which is a place for South Bend kids to go and learn about their dream jobs. It's, it's kind of a early career goal setting. Is once you really define for yourself this is the goal you want to take and you have these interests that's in this, well, you'll start to learn about it um, hands-on. Crockett says he came up with the idea in 2012 when he was in prison. I ended up being incarcerated um, for 16 years. I just recently uh, got out this past January. I was just looking back and seeing, well, you know, what did I need? What, how did I go wrong? What, what, what am I lacking then in my life? Now he's on a mission to help people in the community have a better life than he did. Crockett wants to apply for the grant so he can buy this building and the supplies to make Dream Builders successful. South Bend has a plethora of ideas, programs, initiatives, people who are committed to our youth. Ramona Bethany works for the Office of Community Initiatives, which works with the grant project. She says grants total from $5,000 to as much as $25,000, and anyone in the city of South Bend is eligible. As a South Bend native, she's hoping the grant recipients will do a lot of good for the city and hopefully reduce the violence. That's the thing about violence. It's so loud that it sometimes overcrowds the good noise. And there's a lot of good noise happening in South Bend. The deadline to apply for this grant is November 16th, and the recipients will be announced in December. WSBT 22's Bree Isom reporting. South Bend Mayor James Mueller is publicly endorsing the re-election of incumbent South Bend school board members. And that's not sitting well with candidates he didn't pick. Mayor Mueller came out in favor of re-electing the incumbent candidates for the school board. Now, normally, the mayor doesn't weigh in on school board elections. That's what has candidate Connor Stigner disappointed, running for the 4th District seat alongside Annette Malone and incumbent Stephanie Ball. Stigner says it makes it an unfair fight. While endorsements are nothing new, Stigner doesn't feel an elected official should endorse people for a nonpartisan position, such as the school board. He believes having the mayor make this endorsement will sway voters in their favor. If you want to go get an endorsement from a union or, or a group of people, okay. But when you have one individual elected official from either party, Democratic or Republican, Green, Libertarian, whatever, saying, I think you should vote for this person, um, I think we need to check ourselves before we cast that vote. William Schnedecki, who's also running for the third district seat for the school board, says this might backfire. He believes if election day comes out and there's different faces on the board, they may not have the confidence to work with the mayor. 
In a statement, Mayor Mueller defended his endorsement, saying, quote, Since beginning my campaign for mayor last year, I have heard from countless residents who want to see the city and schools work closely together, despite being separate entities. These school board members have embraced bold action and unprecedented collaboration with community partners. This new way forward is what is at stake in this election. I cannot sit on the sidelines when we had the best chance in a generation to turn around our schools, end quote. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. Mishawaka students could soon be ending their school day earlier. School leaders are proposing that for all of their schools. The goal of this is to take some burden off teachers. The superintendent says it would give teachers some extra time to adjust to increased responsibilities like cleaning and managing virtual and in-person learning during the pandemic. While some people aren't sure that getting students out of class sooner is the way to handle this, most agree that something must be done to support the teachers. Mishawaka teacher Amy Foley says simple tasks have become more complicated, difficult, and time-consuming, leading to less lesson prep and instructional time. If I want Johnny and Sally to work together on an activity because they're both struggling with the same concept, I have to document, document the date, location, and duration of time that they sat together just in case we need to contact Trace. She gave this impassioned plea to the school board. Teachers need more help because the challenges are taking a toll on their well-being. Almost every teacher speaks of trying to keep their head above water. I've frankly given up on the idea that I can stay above water and instead I'm praying that my oxygen tank holds out. Superintendent Wayne Barker says we have been working to find ways to balance the needs of our teachers with those of our students. Teachers need our help. They need more time to meet the needs of our students. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to give our teachers permission to put on their oxygen masks. Parent Courtney Abrig says teachers have a hard job. Linda Maliki agrees, but she's worried about what this means for parents like her sister. It's going to be harder for her to get him. You know, he's going to either have to wait outside or she's going to have to try to get off work earlier. Abrig is also concerned about what this will mean for her son's involvement in the Boys and Girls Club. Are they going to, you know, increase costs for more manpower, for more um, things for the kids to do and that sort of thing? They hope the district has considered other ways to keep that half hour of learning for students, like allowing more volunteers or hiring additional people to clean. An Indiana Department of Education spokesperson tells me that shortening the school day by a half hour does not need state approval. And if it's approved by the school board, the scheduling changes would go into effect on Monday, November 9th. WSBT 22's Caroline Torrey reporting. You won't smell burning leaves this fall if you live in St. Joseph County. That's because the county's Board of Commissioners decided against having a burn amnesty week. Normally, in St. Joseph County, people have roughly seven days every fall to legally burn leaves. But because of coronavirus concerns, that's not happening this year. It's now up to homeowners to decide how to get rid of their leaves. Some are mulching. Others are hiring private contractors out of their own pockets to haul leaves away. This applies only in unincorporated areas of the county. South Bend and Mishawaka each have their own leaf programs. The views expressed on WSBT's community update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Updates on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 